inspired by the Canadian Federation of the Blind. Outlook, a show about accessibility, advocacy, and equality. I'm Brian. And I'm Carrie. Outlook. Radio Western. Whoa, Care, I was zooming through that last chapter. It seemed to speed by quicker than a lot of the other chapters I've been reading. Why do you think that is? I don't know. I think, well, the first few chapters of this book that I'm reading right now were from talking about stuff from like a couple hundred years ago, kind of. And mm-hmm. I don't know. Like, I'm, it's not that I'm not fascinated by history. It's just when it gets too far back from a time that I. It's just almost hard for me to imagine those times sometimes I find. And well, I said, that. I know I said the word time a lot. But anyway, so I just think plus I haven't been reading enough Braille, ironically. Um, I read a lot <laughs> of Braille when I'm doing my music show on Fridays and for this show Outlook because I have my notes in front of me with my Braille display. But to sit down and read a full book, I haven't done enough. So I do think, well, I would say I'm I'm a pretty fluent Braille reader. I definitely speed up with more reading here, plus when it's a little bit easier to read with, its, with more modern language, some of the earlier chapters in this mysterious book that we're talking about here. Uh, we're using a lot of just bigger names and stuff from, from the past that were a little harder to get through. And this one, my fingers mm-hmm. just glided across the, across the dots. And oh, nice. I think I got through this chapter, it was chapter 10, 9 or, t- nine or 10, in about mm-hmm. 40 minutes, I think. Um, and you're totally you're totally timing it out to see if you can get through the rest before Thursday, aren't you? That's, yeah, so I know I know how your mind works. Yeah, we tend to know each other's minds pretty well being siblings who are born blind. Oh, speaking of that. Yeah. Um Hello. Hello everyone. Maybe we should introduce ourselves in this show for any new listeners or yeah, yeah, they'll think that they just, they're like, maybe, wait, did, did, we, did I catch the beginning? The way they just launched into something here. I think we missed something. <laughs> I think I've just gotten sick of sometimes being like, hello, everybody. Good morning. I know. Which we say, but we're still pre-recording Outlook from home, so it's not always morning when we're recording. And I've never yep. been, I don't know about you, Carrie, but I've never been good at pretending or trying to fake who I'm not. I, I'm yeah. generally Put pretty authentic, so it's hard show. for me to... I find that with a lot of these pre-records, it's been a little bit mm-hmm. like that, but still happy to be able to pre-record these shows and bring them to you during this year and a half now we're going on with the pandemic here. And uh, mm-hmm. also, Carrie, did you know, so yes, this, is, this show is called Outlook. I guess you knew that. <laughs> You're a host, one of the hosts. Thank you, for, thank you for tuning in, everyone. Yes, Radio Western 94.9. Thanks, as always, to this amazing station that's really, I got to say, I can't even believe it's only been, it's already been four years in one way that seems like no time at all. And in one way, it seems like a long time ago, but four years ago, this time I had just started. I had my music show on now for a few weeks. So, you know, Hmm. four, like five years ago, I wasn't even involved at Radio Western. So it's really been one of the highlights from my past few years for sure, or probably the highlight in, in many, in a sense, because it's, yeah, such a great platform, but Yes, we're happy to be on the air here on Radio Western every morning, Monday, every morning, I'm muddling my words, Monday and morning, every <laughs> Monday morning at 11 Eastern, uh, so it's great to be on the station here, 
but also as a podcast, which we're now available if you search for Outlook on Radio Western on mm -hmm. uh, most podcast services. And yep. uh, yeah, Carrie, also, did you know what number episode this one is? I know I don't report mm. that every time, but. 100 and let's see, we were at our 100th episode back in January. Yes, yes, we were. Ugh, I'm not good at being guess. put on the spot with like, I should be able to sort of get an yeah. average where yeah. we can. 140. I know you love math. One. Whoa. I, and, I wish we were that high. 128. <laughs> Close. We are on episode one, two, three. Isn't that easy? To <laughs> nice. So, and one, it's actually... two, three. Eight, one, two, three, fake street. Fake it's a Simpsons quote. Sorry. Uh, don't <laughs> it's be a sorry. fake address. Bart, Bart Simpson um, played a prank and he told the police that's where he lived. So when they came to arrest him, they would not find him. <laughs> <laughs> I love your Simpsons quotes because I'm... I think we talked about this before, I think maybe on this show or uh, when Probably. it's come up before, but that we're a big Simplin Simpsons. Jeez, I can't talk today. Simplins? We're Simpsons. <laughs> we're simpletons. We're a Simpsons family in the sense that we grew up in, you know, three of the four siblings here. I was kind of the odd one out, not being as into TV growing up and stuff where I don't, I do, I don't dislike the Simpsons. I like them to a point, but I'm not super into them. I don't know them that well like you, obviously. Can pretty mm -hmm. much reference anything, so I always. <clears throat> it's funny when you when you reference that, but I don't usually catch on. Yeah, but yeah, it's episode one, two, three, and me who loves math. It's also cool because it's airing on the twenty third of August, and it's our hundred and twenty third episode. So <laughs> I think that's really cool. But we're recording from home on August twenty first, Saturday afternoon here. Yes, coming to you. In, from the past. So we're speaking to you in the future right now. Everybody's out enjoying their summer. Yes. And I've been out not as much as I should be. I'm, I keep talking about going for more walks. And I don't uh, do it enough. But I was out last weekend actually, Care, which will be, you're listening to this, it's on the, coming out the week of the 22nd, 23rd year of August, so... The weekend before that, I had a London Arts Live gig, my first one of the summer, which was great with my band, the, one of the bands I'm in called Trusty Fox here in London. We played downtown on Dundas Street, right across from Coffee Culture and Scott's Corner. On Dundas Place, they've been calling it during the summer. They've been closing traffic to that section at certain times and, and allowing more pedestrians and cyclists to get out and just to create more yeah. entertainment downtown, get people outside. And it's, a, uh, it's one of those pedestrian walkways yeah and i haven't a lot of places are doing i haven't done a ton of traveling independently downtown london since before mm -hmm. the pandemic and i know there's been a lot of changes with these flex streets and everything which i'm mm -hmm. not quite sure how accessible all this is so that's another a topic for another day but i will say it was yeah. nice to it was nice to get out and play a show and just be outside and there were quite a few people coming coming around walking by i heard some little kids were dancing for a little bit and just to get just to get people clapping and it was really nice a couple of people come up came up to me were impressed i'm very modest when it comes to mm -hmm. music and everything but people were just like whoa are you playing slide guitar and oftentimes <laughs> people think that because i play a I play guitar flat uh it's just how i picked it up as a child and now my friend matt from trusty fox invented this or came up with this whole idea to 
set up a keyboard stand with a wooden board so my guitar could sit flat and I can stand up. And people were just impressed, <laughs> like, whoa, are you getting all those notes? Or are you just playing the bar, the chords? Or I was like, no, I was playing the guitar. And <laughs> I know it's hard for me to even understand. Like, I know that I've always known you play that way, but it's hard to imagine how you can. And it's just, it, it might have something to do with that you're very flexible. So maybe the your wrist angle, it's you've trained yourself to do it that way. And Yeah, it's, it's like so many hmm. things. It's like, kind of like for me learning braille just that i've always played it that way i've played yeah. the guitar flat so i don't really think twice about it in many in many uh, yeah. cases but to read to, to read you have your like i have my braille display right now on a stool in front of me and y yeah it's like the same thing as this board not invented for you with your guitar it's sitting flat and you use your hands to read so you don't hold the book up in front of your face obviously and yeah so there's so many things behind that but that was mm -hmm. a fun gig um how about you, Kara? So I guess I guess we we normally call these mixed bag episodes. This is a mixed bag Monday when it airs. Yeah, mixed bag Mondays. Often we say uh, it's not mid-August really anymore because we're getting into the end of August. So I can't really say mid-August mixed bag, but I'm already. <laughs> I know that's fun. I'm already seeing back to school commercials, so you know it's yeah heading toward the end of the month. I don't know. I'm looking forward to apple season. So oh yes, R bring on the autumn. You talking? But, you talking Max? <laughs> you talking my computer here, my Apple? It's always Apple season well, for me. Well, we, true, it is for me too. We do need to look into getting new equipment this oh, fall, yeah. maybe. That'll be fun. Mm -hmm. We'll talk more about that process maybe when the time comes. But uh, no, I'm talking uh, Honeycrisps. Oh, those apples! The apples before we had computers and yeah, um. the crispy one, the cr crunchy. I always call it, it sounds weird to call an apple, apple crispy, but crisp. Yeah. The crisp, crunchy ones. Um, but yeah, I know, I know you love your apples. That's all you eat all day. Your honey crisp is your, is your favorite one. Your favorite yeah. kind. I'm still into Mac, Macintosh apples and Mac computers, but um, mm -hmm. I do like honey crisp from time to time, but not what, five a day or however many you eat Yeah. <laughs> during the height of the season. Yeah. Well, I know it's, it's a lot of acid for my teeth. <clears throat> So yeah, we wanted to keep this episode quite casual, as you may have noticed already. Yeah, we, we've had a lot of guests recently, so... Yeah, we did have our, which wasn't Outlook, it wasn't included in the 123 episodes, because we aired that Ketchup on Pancakes, our podcast that oh, celebrated five right. years, and that sort of, without that, this may probably wouldn't exist, this Outlook show, so that was the, the beginning factor of all this, so we... We did air an episode of that uh, a few weeks ago, but then, yeah, a couple of recent great guests. So go to our podcast, Outlook on Radio Western, and catch up on some of those. But let's, uh, let's catch up on some, some things that have been happening with us recently. Maybe we should talk first about, I don't know why I always say maybe. That's another thing I've noticed with this show. <laughs> you and I are, are too hesitant. We need to be more firm on Yeah, I should just things. say, all right, next we're going to talk about this, not maybe. Mm. But, uh, we're going to talk about a couple podcasts that we were on, just a quick mention of a couple of these. So, Carrie, I think you made this connection for the Inform and Connect podcast through the American Foundation for the Blind. That's another uh, hashtag specific to us. It's Carrie Connection. Oh, yes. That was a Carrie Connection. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, I've just been keeping an eye on different organizations for blind blindness um and acb was one of them and afb is another and a and nfb and you know all these acronyms but uh yeah the american foundation of the blind for the blind no for the blind see this is where we get confused <laughs> uh 
um, AFB is, I think, the oldest one in the U.S. I think Helen Keller was uh, involved with them, I believe. Uh, they have a lot of stuff in their archives from Helen Keller. I think they have her desk and her Braille books and a few things, oh, cool. which would be cool to check out one day. I'd like to check that out. And I've done some work with the, the group that works through AFB. Um, they're called Vision Aware. I've done some writing for their website and stuff in the past. Uh, and I, yes, I, I guess I found the show and then I connected with the woman who hosts it, Melanie. And um, I think it's, me- is it me- I think it's Melody. 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 Sorry. Okay. I know a bunch of Melanies. I don't really know any Melodies. Yeah. It's um, not as common as a name, I don't think. Yeah. It's not as common, but she's a lovely lady, very outgoing and friendly. Yeah. And- we'll have her on this show one of these days because we're yeah. so happy that we were on the, the podcast. Uh, they have a whole yeah. team there. Which is something we don't have without look. It's just the two of us here, plus our mm-hmm. platforms, Radio Western. Obviously, it's great that they're willing to have us on, but still, it's us who do do all of the recording and editing, especially now from home. That it would be yeah. nice someday to have because they have transcripts for their episodes. Mm-hmm. The American Foundation for the Blind and their Inform and Connect podcast. We will be sure to post a link to this in the podcast notes, but you can also look it up. Inform and Connect. But we were on uh, season two of their podcast <laughs> for the episode called Sibling Advocates for the Blindness Community. And uh, we actually recorded that's that. That's what way. we are. That's, that's exactly what we are. <laughs> we, uh, we recorded that way back at Christmas time. And I was mm-hmm. so busy at the time. I was working on that Christmas song that you wrote lyrics for that, it, that we talked about on this show way back at the end of last year. But I was just so busy. So I remember just taking a quick break to do this and then it was quite a few months and I was just kind of thinking like, I don't know, I think maybe you can relate. We're not always the most patient people. I'm sure everyone has that to a degree with things. Um, but I yeah. don't know. I kind of felt like, oh, this podcast is never going to come out. So yeah. I was surprised in, uh, I think it was just July, just last month that it popped up on my feed and I was like, whoa, here we are. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, I know. But Sometimes you just got to be more patient. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. We have to be more patient. But yeah, it's so cool how they have transcripts. Something we would like to yeah. do eventually because it's all about, we're all about inclusivity and diversity and all of this stuff. Accessibility, of course. So Yeah, and, and, and when you're blind, a podcast is awesome. Like I, I was going to say something today about how, how I love that we're in a podcast re- renaissance. It's like Radio 2.0. I love it. But for someone who's deaf, uh, especially specifically severely deaf right some people are you know like blindness it's your different degrees on a spectrum uh podcast is not uh accessible to everybody yeah unless you have a written transcript they can read so and it's like it's like all of these things like with blindness where i I always talk about oh i want to educate the public the public needs to learn more but then it's like i'm the same with other disabilities (laughs) with with, like you say deaf people like i think about podcasts and i now that you like i've thought about it more recently now with seeing more transcripts and stuff but it's not something i initially thought of when we started outlook like oh we're talking about accessibility and sure we're both blind so that's our big focus but we want to talk about all disabilities and we want to make this available for deaf people so Mm -hmm. it's just neat to see these bigger shows having well i don't even want to say bigger show there's no competition here it's more they just have more resources or they have a bit of a larger network behind them uh, Mm -hmm. to help them to have these extra things on on uh, in their team well we, we always say this podcast was inspired by the canadian federation of the blind but this is not 
a Canadian Federation of the Blind podcast, even though we have been involved with that organization for... And I will say we are using the... Three years? Four years? Yes. What is it now? Three, just three years. It, would just, it was 20... Or no, it was four years. No, nope, four. <laughs> See? So confusing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, but we, we should mention that the Zoom that we're using to record these shows, we are using the, the CFC exactly. Zoom. So and we are... We're affiliated with them. It's, it's more are... so that, that the, the Canadian Federation of the Blind is such a small organization that we just, we really don't, still don't have a lot of the resources, so we kind of have to do so much on our own, whereas an organization, like you said, the American Foundation for the Blind has been around so long that they would just have more help with this kind of mm-hmm. stuff, I think. Um, it's also yeah. kind of learning how to reach out and, and get the help, but I don't know. We're, we're capable of doing this for now, but something to think about for the future. Right. But yeah, that was a really fun podcast. Just very, like you mentioned, Melody was just a very outgoing, fun lady and had a really good discussion. So love to love to have her on our show sometime. And we'll post mm-hmm. the link in the notes. And then Kara, we're on another podcast that actually ended up coming, coming out the same week, even though this one was recorded back in April. They both came out in July. And this one's Canadian. Yes. So that's good, too, that we... Yeah, it's it's tricky because there's so many resources yeah. in the U.S. and I don't I don't mm-hmm. like to be the one that's like, oh, I don't want to use them. I want to be strictly Canadian with things. But sometimes it is a bit can be depressing for me that it's like, oh, we keep talk going on these American things and and doing all this, and I want to be very Canadian too because this is where we live. So, but it's good to mix it up. We're not trying to, you know, none of these things should are there's no borders with disability. It's a world. It's around everywhere. So. Yeah, we don't talk strictly blindness on the show, and we don't want to have limits on what we can sort of talk about and who we talk to or anything like that, right? We just we want to be able to speak to anybody who has an interesting outlook on something. So that's what we're doing. But but yeah, they. I don't know if I mean we may have come to doing the show eventually without CFB involvement, but really I credit that for absolutely yeah getting us here just as much as Ketchup on Pancakes, our our first podcast, right. But yeah, Kara, the second podcast was quite a bit different from the one we were from the Inform mm-hmm. and Connect we recorded at Christmas. I so, say so. So this one was actually a Western connection, which is great. Shout out again to Radio Western for thanks to uh, Jessica Singer for reaching out to me out of the blue, actually. So you may remember vaguely in the news back in I think it was March that there was a story about library services and cuts to, to library from government for accessibility for visually impaired and blind users. And yeah, we, we talk a lot about that, about it. It's just, it was a really hot button issue at the time. Right. But again, it's one of those things that like so many things in the news, it comes up and then it gets people move on and something else comes out. So mm-hmm. Jessica Singer, who used, to, who used to work at Radio Western, or volunteer at least, and helped out there, and then graduated Radio Western, and now works, does work for CBC News. So congrats to her. And Yeah, we're seeing her bylines a little bit more coming out. It's exciting. Absolutely. I'm always, I always want to encourage other journalists. You know, I'm not a journalist per se, by trade. Uh, uh, journalists and other writers. Um, it's great. And that's, that's another thing I think I miss from going into the station. I think I remember mm-hmm. talking to her one of the last times I was actually in the studio. And that was the first time I'd actually, she was doing a show or in the news, I think it was when that was on at the time. 
She yeah, was doing it was right that. after us. Right, but I think at that point it was actually on a Friday after my music show when I did an early one once. Oh, yeah. Um, where I talked to her. But that's one of the things I find with, and sure, people have been doing Zoom events, but you miss that a bit by going into the studio, even though recording these from home has their pros as well. Um, mm-hmm. it's, uh, it, it's just different. And then you do meet people more and just the connection that I made at Western with, with someone like that that I never thought might reach out. And it's cool to have a connection with someone who works at CBC that, you know, since we have disabilities and we can speak on these topics, she probably didn't know anyone else to reach out to when she heard there was an issue affecting blind people. So she immediately reached out to me and said, I mean, at, at TVO, actually, it was for, not CBC. Yeah, but, well, it wasn't through CBC. <laughs> true. Uh, but they were doing a, uh, a series and getting um, some students, I guess, to help out and produce some of the segments. So she was asked to, to do a segment. So she uh, interviewed us back in April on this library issue. And yeah, it finally came out here in July. And it's another one. It's kind of tricky to find. It was um, part of a bonus stories you might have missed extra episode on the hashtag on Polly through the tvo.org website. So I'll post a link to that in the, in the podcast notes as well. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I watch the show, The Agenda, all the time on TVO at 8 o'clock in the evenings. Uh, and this is sort of a, a branching off from that, podcasts and stuff. And, but as the name suggests, it was sort of politics. But again, now I'm realizing more and more that all these issues we talk about on Outlook, social justice, social issues, social po- and policy and all this stuff, it's, it, it affects all of us in one way or another. And it's all... It all goes back to politics, even though I avoid politics when I can. Yeah, same here. And we'll get to that actually in a minute because that's another thing going on in Canada at the moment. Um, right. But yeah. yeah uh, so so the, f- the, fir- the first story on the episode was very, <laughs> very, a very infamous topic. Yeah, it was sort of, a, sort of a strange mix of stories, but I know when you have a couple things left over, sometimes it's like, where do I categorize these? <laughs> so they, they put them together, which it's, I'm just happy that they had us on the podcast and we really appreciate that. Uh, but yeah, the first segment, again, is pretty... It's, pretty about, it's, a, it's about these groups that, that publish pictures of, uh, graphic fi- pictures of fetuses again, when they're against abortion. Yeah, I'm uh, sure Londoners remember that story. It was yeah. a pretty big one here. Just, just awful but, stuff. But you see those, you see those pictures up on like sign, stuck up on a sign or, or a, a, a post in, in Woodstock here too. I know I have heard about it in the past. Yeah. I think it's something that's going on. Or they, they just go, they'll just go around and leave a, a flyer in your mailbox. Who knows what they do? Yeah. It's, it's so awful. Following that, following that story was fun, but. Uh, yeah. But I thought they actually did a really great job on our, I shouldn't say actually that sort of undermines they i just you never know it's 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 just tough because no. we have this show where we have all full control pretty much over what we what we release but when you're on someone else's show you don't right they they edit it so i was hoping yep. some of our point, points came through and they did so i i suggest you check it out maybe we'll even play it on one of our shows although i don't know i think it's probably best to just include a link um mm-hmm. since it is a separate podcast but um they really did do a great job uh, at editing and again thanks to jessica singer and everyone else that that worked on it and TVO, of course, but um, mm-hmm. it, uh, it, I won't go too deep into the topic right now. It's, it's more that we no. don't think that this, the funding issue is necessarily the main issue. And the point that they did bring up that I think I'm just glad that they did was that we did get, they did mention 
or include the part where we talked about how we want all public libraries to be accessible instead of sending us off to a separate library, which is partnered with the CNIB. It's called Sela, this other library, mm-hmm. and Nels, the one that we, we do talk about in the show that we have a little bit more. I mean, we, we think both of these libraries are important because we want accessibility. It's just the structure isn't the best. It's not, still not quite integrated into the public system. So you can mm-hmm. go to just any library and, and get stuff like it needs to be. So, Yeah. Yeah, but you never know how that will turn out, and I, w- I was pleased also. Yeah, so thanks again to you. And like with this show, we, we try to present things in a, in, a, in a rational, logical manner because we can get worked up also on these issues because they directly involve us. And this is like what we talk about, you know, this is nothing about us without us kind of thing. We want to be the ones who get to have our voices heard on the subjects that directly are about us and impact us. Uh, but sometimes you can get worked up in the moment, which and it's, we well know. It's tough. Yeah, you don't want to. And that's what I'm I really try and work at. And I think generally I'm, I'm all right with it. But it's trying to just take a neutral position in some way or at least see things from other people's point of views. Because, you know, I don't yeah. want to sit here and say, you know, this library is no good or we need to get rid of this. Like, I'm not saying that. It's more we just have to look at sort of the overall structure of these things. And is this really serving... The, for the greater good or is this still segregating blind people and all these issues mm-hmm. that we'll we'll continue to get into more on, in depth on this show yeah yeah but we just like to uh, help promote other things we're involved in and that we are on but that that we believe in and that are doing good work yeah so that was great to be on these couple of podcasts here and we will again Post those in the podcast notes for this mixed bag episode of Outlook, which you're listening to right now on Radio Western, or as a podcast. And, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, what else? what else have we been up to? I was, I was thinking, you know, it, we don't all, it's not all policy and serious issues. We like to have some lighthearted moments. And so I thought we could kind of catch up on what we've been up to uh, since yeah. we did a last episode. We did a few things with family now that, like I said, summer's here and we're opening up. We got to see our family from Toronto, our brother and his wife and niece and nephew that we hadn't seen in Almost like a, a year. Almost a year, pretty much. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Last yeah. summer. That's what I have written on my notes next. Well, I don't have family, though. I have two words written, Care. Oh. One what starts with they? S and the other one starts with H. Oh, no. Sand Hills. Oh, yeah, yeah. So that's something. Sorry, I wasn't going to get you to guess. I just, I don't know why I even, <laughs> why I did that. But I should have known. We just talked about it. I know. So I thought maybe you would just quickly guess it, but I wasn't going to sit here for a minute. Anyway, I'll stop talking about it. We went to Sand Hill Park, and this is not a, they're not promoting the show or anything. This is just a free plug, shout out. Yeah. Uh, a place we hadn't been to in 25 years at least. It seemed so distant in my memories, but I had vague memories of it from a child, as a, when I was a child. And it's weird, yeah. too, because a lot of people here in southwestern Ontario, I'd mention it, too, hadn't even really heard of it. I know. Um, but I think partially that's because our brother actually was telling us on the way up there that it's a private, privately owned, whereas a lot of these places like Port Burwell is a provincial park, right? It's a... Right. Um, it's it's yeah, Apparently, this, it's been in this one family for over 100 years or yeah, something. Yeah, since 1850, I think, something like that. So <laughs> that's pretty pretty neat and... It was just a really neat experience. It's, for anyone who hasn't been, it's just this gigantic hill of sand <laughs> that you can climb up, and it's so steep. And, oh, yeah. Oh, it's, it's quite, the, quite the sight, and it's one of those things I just feel like everyone should go there at least once in their life because it, it really is pretty neat. 
Yeah. So back in the back in the day, as we like to say, uh, we used to that used to be one of the things we do with our our extended family. We would usually have a Christmas dinner and things, a few things during the year, other things. But when you wanted to do something in in the summer, you know, some people have family picnics or family reunions outside at a park. But we always like to meet at the Sand Hills, have a have a barbecue. I think it was a barbecue. We used to bring you know potluck or whatever too, and and then we'd all. Well, some of us would head over the hill and some of us would go the other way and get to the beach for a while. Uh, but, you know, there are, so there are two ways of getting to the beach. Right. But one of the ways is the hill and it's pretty steep. And once you get up on the top to get back down again to the water, it's, it can be very steep. Some of the spots are a very sheer drop, about right. six yeah, feet I, or more, I think. I did climb cool. that down that side to the water once. Uh, we found a spot on it where it wasn't, the, the, there was one drop, but it wasn't too bad and and uh our dad was under it so i sort of i did have to jump down but it wasn't too too high of one but some of them i think are really high and straight down Um, yeah but it was pretty exhausting i mean going down is that other side's a little bit sketchy just because there are the big drops but going back down the side that you climb up the 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 side of it that's close to where more people the campsites i think are and stuff that Mm -hmm. side it's not there's not as many drops at least in that exact area of it so to to go down it the last couple of times I ran down with my brother. Like a, it's like a ride at the fair. It's you know that's like that drop zone almost at Canada's Wonderland. Mm. Except it's it's slanted and you're 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 not dropping. You're using your legs to run down. But as soon as you go and you get some momentum, you fly down that you hill. Do. You do. almost slide slide <laughs> down and you're and you're digging yep. into the sand. But you you almost have to try to kind of lean back a bit. I think because if you yep. if you think dig too much in and you think forward, then you'll you you will fall eventually because you you'll your do legs somersaults go. all the way down. Right. So the first time it was perfect. I was I held onto my brother's arm just because not being able to see. I mean, yeah, I probably could maybe do it, but you I would could be, do it. I would be a bit less. I probably would be a wouldn't have went quite as fast. But holding mm. my brother's arm and he actually took my cane just because I wasn't using it to dig in or anything. Well, it be, it becomes like a hazard if if you're holding it and it flies up and and trips you or hits you in the eye. Like God True. knows. Well, he had he was holding it, so hopefully it didn't. But. Well, but maybe we, but to go up, it actually helped you. It was like right. you're using these hiking poles. Yeah, no, I did kind of use it to, to dig in a bit and, and when I was going up. But yeah, to go down, he held it and I was just waving my arm, but I was holding on to his other arm with, with my arm. And just, he just ran, like we just ran down so fast. Um, but it was so fun. But then the second time we did it, I was also pretty exhausted. It was the end of the day. And yeah. I think he might have run a little bit faster, which I don't want to complain. I think I could keep up if I was really focused, but I kind of lost concentration and I did, I did wipe out a little bit there. I didn't even uh, attempt it a second time because to be able to run down, you have to climb up first. You do. And, and it was I'm, a... I'm glad I did it once, but I... Once is... I, I'm, yeah, I should have done it more, but... Yeah. But yeah, I, I think I did it... Well, I only ran down a couple times the first time because I, I went down that other side the first time, so I didn't run down that side. It was the one with the big drops. <laughs> But I think I did the back up a couple more times. So I think I was done, did at least three climbs and I was just pretty mm. done by the end. But uh, needless to say, yeah. it, was a, it was a fun time. Well, like I said, there's another way to get to the beach, which is back when we would go with family, we had like 30 people or 40 people. We have a big extended family on my mom's, our mom's side. And so, you know, we had a lot of little kids often always with us. And so, you know, the mothers would take the kids and... Uh, so we go this other way, but it, it still has a bit of a... Yeah, it's still some hills and st- you still have to incline, get down. Incline, decline. Yeah, it's still but, yeah. the place, but it's a lot less dr- dramatic or drastic or yeah. the word I'm looking for. But. but oh my Lord, we got to the sand and it was 
it was after it was the afternoon. It wasn't like noon anymore, but it the sand was so hot. I was not prepared. It's like sometimes wearing your shoes at the beach is a pain, so you don't. Especially but my on feet a big were hill. actually I know exactly. You dig in. Well, yeah, on the way up, if you wear your shoes, they get stuck in the sand. Right. It just impedes you. But the little the other way we went, uh, I thought I, I could keep them on, but I didn't. And the sand was so hot. Like I've walked over hot sand before, but if you know there's a, you know, you're almost at the water, you can kind of quickly run. But for me, it was a new new place again after 25 years, and I. And it's a little bit oh. further than than some beaches because that's the thing about this place. It's not quite. You don't sit on the beach as much. You sit kind of further back from the hill because there's not as much room. It's more hill yeah. up to, right to the water. But normally yeah. you go to the beach and you're kind of cl- very close to the water and you're just running on hot sand for like a minute. This is a bit further and the sand just, it did seem like it was burning my feet. Like, I'm surprised I actually didn't notice anything the next day. Like, my feet felt fine, but it, it was, yeah. it was hot. Holy, holy crow. But for anyone who's just, who is tuning in, you're listening to Outlook here today on Radio Western. Going to take a quick break now for some ads, but we'll be back with more Outlook on Radio Western. And you're back with us today, listening to Outlook on Radio Western here, either on Radio Western or as a podcast. This is 94.9 Radio Western, and I am Carrie with my brother, Brian. Hey, hey. And we were having a, a sort of a catch-up episode. We call these, uh, we call these Mixed Bag Mondays when they air on Radio Western, Monday mornings at 11 Eastern, uh, but Mixed Bag, because we talk about a lot of things in between having episodes with guests that we've been doing a lot of recently. Um, last week, we had Joanne Beckford. Check it out. She's a lovely new uh, friend connection we've made. From Manitoba. From Manitoba, yeah. And then a couple weeks before that, we had a, quite the space episode that... I highly suggest mm. you you look it up on the podcast because it was just something totally different for us. Mm-hmm. I thought it was really neat. So just a little tease there on some of the recent things we've done if you've missed some of these shows. But uh, yeah, it was kind of nice before break there. We were reminiscing about recent times with family. And I hope this summer more people have been getting chances to see their family because I know I get it with this pandemic. It's well, of course, it's I take this very seriously and it is a serious thing. I also understand that family is so important and we do need to be you do need to take some risk to see some family but when things are really really bad you do also have to be responsible so it mm-hmm. that has been one nice thing this summer that we have been able to see more of our immediate family here but mm-hmm. but uh, yeah i think we're gonna move on a little bit so overall care how have you how have you been feeling this summer it's, this year just seems to have flown by for me i don't know about you but the <laughs> fact that it's our summer's almost over like <laughs> Don't we all they always say that? <laughs> I feel like we do, but I don't know. For some reason, this July, like July, just seemed mm. to be boom, and now it's all, end of August. I'm like, whoa. Mm. I know, I know, and we're already a year and a half into this pandemic. Which, sure, in one way is a long time, but in another way, when I look at it, and I mm-hmm. again, I know it's a weird, maybe slightly odd comparison, but when I think about a war, like a world war, like that was more than a year and a half, like. Yep. In the grand scheme of things, a year and a half really isn't that much time. And I do think, or at least I... But most, most of us uh, were not born the last time there was a world war. True. It's very new. We, and... we, we forget what that was like for the, on the lives of even Canadians and Americans who weren't fighting in, in, over on, in, in Europe, but we're still just, just as affected in other ways. Right. And even people that are still around from World War II or something right now, you know, it's, this is still a different 
type of situation. Oh, yeah. It's not, you can't really compare it to that. Well, like stuff I said, all, but. I mean, there are maybe a few people who were alive during the last, uh, when the Spanish flu uh, hit right after World War One, but a lot of them would probably be, would have been small at the time. Right. So most people living, if they've been through the world war, a world war, they have not been through a pandemic like this. And so we're all reacting in different ways, but we're all reacting somehow. It's it, you can't avoid that. Yeah. But, but how have you been feeling overall the last few months? Uh, um, I thought I was doing pretty well for the first year or so, but I think maybe I was in shock and, and uh, <laughs> I don't know. I, I've gotten more worked up and it's hard to, to realize there's so much I can't control about it and that I, I am taking it seriously, but a lot of people are not. And that's just the way it is. And that happened, uh, during the 1918 flu also. Right. And I call it the, I call it the flu, but I don't like, you know, to, to make people think, well, that was the last time we had one. This is a flu too. It, like, this is a totally different it is. Virus and when you say the word flu, people are often like, oh, that's no big deal. It's just a flu. Yeah. So yeah. I think that sort of undermines the severity of, of the, this pandemic and what can happen with this mm -hmm. virus. But uh, yeah, it's, I think overall, I've just been feeling quite like kind of like you're saying, too, in, in a sense, I'm generally a very like, I think overall, partially maybe because I'm a, I'm a guy and, you know, it's we think a little bit differently with when it comes to emotional things. And again, I'm not trying to say, stay at anything. I do consider myself to be quite an emotional person, but I'm, I maybe don't worry quite as much about as you would with stuff. But I think nobody can, is being honest if they say that this hasn't affected them at all. Mm -hmm. I think it's affected everyone to some, in some way. And I think I'm noticing that a bit more recently. Um, just just the, some of the frustrations, like you say, that we can't really control and you know i like to be positive and the majority of people are getting vaccinated and are taking this seriously but there is still that portion that isn't and i just i've kind of lost any patience for people who aren't it's like scientists and these have spent and no it wasn't sure it was it came very quick and it was the quickest vaccine that's come out like this but it was also like very, very well funded and there were tons of people working on it and it, they weren't just coming up with this technology totally out of the blue. It has been in development and it wasn't, I just think people mm -hmm. generally don't quite understand what went into this. And now that we have this option, sure, it's not perfect. It doesn't prevent COVID and totally eliminate it, but it nope. helps the severity of it so much and it's been proven and the fact that people are still fighting this and, and arguing about Oh, we're taking away our rights. Like it just, ah, oh, and again, I don't, I don't want to come off like, cause I hate, I'm, I'm not a judgmental person. And I, I really don't like to, to judge people for what they believe. But when it comes to something like this, I've just, I've had it, I think. Mm. And what do you do? Cause then it start it starts dividing people. And I'm, I'm not, I'm not a fan of people saying that it's the media and our government that's, they just want to stir up trouble. I, it's not that simple. What is causing our troubles is, uh, is just as much all of us as it is any government officials or any, any gov one government in the world, anything, right? It's, we all have such strong opinions on something like this. And it is a, an injection into our bodies. And, and of course that matters. But like you said, there's so much, so much disinformation going around about this. 
and people get entrenched. It's like they get their shoes stuck in a sand hill. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, nice uh, comparison there. And then we all start taking tumbles and doing somersaults and losing control. And I just yeah, think, I like, you know, what's a, I like to tie things back no, to things. It's we talk. great if you can do that. Sometimes I just, I'm on a one track mind and I keep moving on and on and I'm like, oh, I should, it's good to refer to things we've already discussed here. Well, Brian and I are trying again, as I said, to keep our cool on this show to talk about this because we will present our side of it a lot better if we don't. But at the same point, we really feel I just, strongly about this. I don't understand. And again, it's just the way there's, there's many people. And it's always like, like you said, with the, the, the Spanish flu and all these things, this, this division happens. It's just, it's different now with social media and, and stuff that obviously it's a different time. But I just, mm-hmm. I just wish there wasn't sides on this. I just wish for once there could be one thing yeah. that we're like, okay, this is a health crisis. Like, I don't even know how this got political or why this is political, but it, it just, in my opinion, it shouldn't be. It's not a political, like, I know you say everything is, but it's because it becomes that way, but this wouldn't... It's because it, it's a public health thing and governments do need to take a role in that. It's just how much of a role, uh, or some people may think that you don't, they don't, the government doesn't need a role at all, but I believe they do. That's part of what government should do, I think. It would be chaos if there was, sure, the government, I'm not, I'm, yeah. I'm not, we've, you've already said, Karen, I'm the same way like you. I'm not huge into politics. It's something I, that's, stresses me out and it's not something I love, but I also understand that we need some sort of organization or else everything's just going to go, everyone's going to go chaotic. And I don't think the government's run perfectly. I think there's a lot of work that needs to be done. I don't necessarily know if it is the best method, but that's what we have right Mm -hmm. now. And, and just this one thing where it's a public health issue, it's just like, let's just, and that's why to this election coming up, which we'll, we'll briefly talk about here. We'll talk about more on a, probably we're hoping to do, we're going to do another episode, just you and I, Maybe we'll get a guest on that knows more about politics. Might actually be kind of nice to get someone else like Patrick, our friend Patrick, maybe because he, although this year's this election in general is just difficult, I think, for most people I've talked to, because personally for me, Kara, I don't know what your thoughts are, but I just don't think they should be having an election right now. I think with this health crisis, that should be that's a big issue. But there's other issues that are very important, like climate change. But I, as I've heard in the news, and I also feel like is going to be the case is they're just going to get brushed underneath a little bit because of the pandemic sort of taking over and so many people arguing about their rights being taken away, even though nobody's forcing you to get a vaccine. It's like anything in life. Well, for one, vaccine mandates are a good thing. They, we've, we've had shots growing up. We've had them in school. They protect these disease, from these serious viruses and diseases from the past from spreading and existing. And it's just, uh, I don't know. I, yeah, I get worked up. That's the problem. Uh, yeah, we all get worked up. I was going to come here today and do an honest plea to people, anyone who might listen here who's hesitant or who is downright against the vaccine. But I understand. Like, I see people on Facebook or social media and I want to reply. And I think if I leave it, people don't get to hear the other side of it. But it's, <laughs> I don't think it's very helpful to reply on social media. Yeah, it's... It's like we it's like we've made up our minds and again I I don't even love comparing this because I feel just like in this case in particular I feel like it's it's proven there's been testing on this it's not even a it's not an opinion in a way mm-hmm. but I know it's still is coming from me so technically it is an opinion that this Yeah. Well, I've made up my mind on on the side that you need to get vaccinated and the people who mm-hmm. 
it's not that nobody eventually changes, but it's tough, I think, unless maybe mm -hmm. if it affects you directly, but you know, there's also a lot of people that it has affected directly and still resist, so. Some people are in the hospital on a, about to go on a ventilator and say, can I get the vaccine now? <laughs> uh, other people, it still doesn't sway them. And again, it, everybody's so different. I don't know how you do that, but if I can be honest and say to people who listen that I seriously believe that a lot of people have not had enough of a health, haven't had enough health. I don't want to say that that way. Uh, they haven't seen enough serious health crises up close in their lives. You and I have been through enough that I have almost lost you multiple times. And I don't have to get break yeah, down here. Well, I know when uh, I like I know when you were younger too with your with your kidney stuff and your your creatinine was like over a thousand, I think that one time, like who knows if we haven't reached out with science and stuff, especially, you know, if this was a hundred years ago, we wouldn't be here. Like I, this is I say that, I say that all the time. Maybe it's morbid sounding, but I, yeah, I say if this was a hundred years ago, we would have died as children. So it's just a slap in the face to me with these people that aren't, aren't getting something that science developed to help curb the spread of this awful virus that's just it doesn't it's not even like a a big thing that we're asking anyone to do it like literally i got the vaccines and i've i've moved on i'm not even thinking about it like i don't know I, but again i also i am interested in psychology and i care about all people and i realize that it's it's i just think it comes from a deeper place because it's a lot of intelligent people too it's not like i'm saying this is people that don't mm -hmm. have and i i think most most people have some intelligence in some way and I don't know, I'm not, I'm just a, I'm not a judgmental person in the slightest, but when it comes to this specific thing, it's just, it's, it's beyond that. I think, I don't think it's about judging. I think it's about safety and. Yeah. And there's a lot of confusion going around. And if you made up your mind against vaccines, then there are a million things you can grasp onto to prove yourself right. For sure. And if you want to, there's no one who can convince you. And it's fruitless, but it's frustrating. And again, yeah, if, if more people had seen a sibling or themselves face death, like I think you and I have, I don't know if that would make a difference. But I feel like it might have, it might make a dent, but it's just, even in, in the blindness community, just because you're blind, it doesn't mean that you trust these vaccines because if you've been blind all your life, a lot of blind people who have been blind all their lives, they don't go to an eye doctor regularly. Eye health should be something we all care about. And if you're blind, you should, your eyes, you have to watch your eye health just like anyone else. But for certain people, they've never had to, it's never been a medical thing for them. And so you and I aren't just blind, but we've had kidney disease and we've had, I have chronic pain. I don't want to get long COVID because I think it might exasperate the chronic pain and things I already suffer from every day that I try to live through and deal with and survive. Um, right. But also, if you and I got the virus, it might affect us extra because you and I don't even know how much protection we have. So my point is that there are certain people who, who are like us, uh, but don't, can't get the vaccine. It's a very small grouping of people who cannot get it. We got it, but we don't know how much protection we've gotten from it. You and I are in a study right now that I think is out of Toronto that's trying to learn more about vaccines on transplant patients because we aren't getting as much coverage as everyone else, which means we are first in line to get these boosters. And again, that's just going to spark a whole other wave of dis disinformation, misinformation, whatever. Right. A third. See, a th now they're already pushing a third one on us, right? Like it's a third vaccine. But again, like 
you say our last we got our second shot in was it may eight, yeah in may so it's already been over three months so i mean i know these they're supposed to last in your system for a period of time but they're probably not maybe as strong as they were two weeks after when they've officially kicked in so who knows mm. where we're at now and then yeah with us having lowered immune systems in the in the meds that we're on we don't necessarily have the same protection from the vaccines as everyone else does and sure if, if people are vaccinated and i've been seeing people in my close social circle that i i specifically know that they are vaccinated i ask them i trust them but i'm mm -hmm. making the choice right now not to hang out with people who who haven't made this decision for for my safety and i also care about those people like i don't i don't want them to get covid either it's just a well yeah uh, i don't want to get it but i also don't want to spread it to someone else exactly so, even though we have the vaccine you know we can still spread it of course so mm -hmm. but um <laughs> since the beginning they were saying you know well it's just it's just affecting old people so it's like okay yeah, so you don't care reasons. about the old, you don't care about the old people. Fine. And then it's, well, people with disabilities who can't, you know, who are immunosuppressed, they should just stay home. So why should I stay home for how long this might last? And why do you get to go out and do whatever you want? I, I don't see, I don't see why one is better than the other. I'm just saying, well, what, that's not, that's not a way to deal with this. Right. And, and it comes down to the fact that more people have some conditions than people the average person might realize plus we're talking about our mm -hmm. kidney failure there's so many other health issues that we don't even know about that again it's it's hard for me to imagine what conditions could can't get the vaccine but i'm sure there are some but then again we're pretty you know we're pretty healthy right now because we have working kidneys but the fact that we've had so many health issues and we can get it i think it's a pretty rare circumstance where someone can and of yeah. course i understand that i would what i said right mm -hmm. but it can't but i don't like it being used as an excuse it just doesn't sit well with me if you're saying, we oh, have I other... just can't get it for health issues, but you don't, you still actually could. Because I didn't know yeah. at first, you know, I didn't rush oh. to get, I wasn't able to get the vaccine super quick because I didn't know until we got, we heard from our nephrologists that it was, right. they recommended that we, that we get it. That it's more of a risk to us to not get it than to get it, right? And that's what I wonder about a lot of health conditions that, unfortunately, yeah, if you are too unhealthy where they, or your condition, they don't recommend you get the vaccine, then. If that was me, I would, that would be so hard because then I would be afraid to go out even more because yeah. I would have no protection from it and I so couldn't you get and it. So you and I are already staying home more than a lot of people and more than we think we should have to, but we are because sometimes you have to take responsibility for where you are in life and what your circumstance is. I feel like this is a call to all of us in a country collectively to, to band together and do something. And I, I get it, people are nervous, but I think they take it too far. And I think we all need to be a little brave here right now. And I, I wish it wasn't affecting how I feel about people when I find out they're hardliner anti-vaxxers, but it, it affects it, it bleeds into it. And I, I, I feel like I'm being separated from them, not from the media, not from government or doctors. It's me and them. It's me and them. It's my experiences in life that have taken me to this place, and it's the same for them. And where do you go? After a certain point, I lose respect for these people because they are not doing what's best for everybody. They're, I think. So again, you know, some people want to shy away from talking about this because you could lose a listener too if it's that someone that, like you said, though, but that's, we have to realize that we want to be able to speak up and be honest about how this is making us feel. And I, I try to reach people and let them un t help them understand why I'm so passionate about this and why it matters. And it hurts 
me. It it hurts. Yeah, it's it's a tough time. And then there's just certain things like like the term fear mongering. I I just despise <sighs> that term because for one. <sighs> The media in general, yeah, you're going to be afraid if you watch it, whether there's a pandemic or not. It's, it's news. It's, it's depressing stuff. It's not the media's yep. fault. Sure, they might, you know, they cover things maybe a bit much or they overdo things to an extent, but that's what the media does. That's what they've always done. It's you who's mm -hmm. watching it all and paying attention to it all that's getting worked up. You can take the time off of the media if it's... If it's I wouldn't... I never look at myself as... And again, <clears throat> this might differ from how you feel, but I'm not... I'm just not a big worrying type person. It's the way I am. So I'm yep. not even, I'm not like super, super afraid. I just feel like I'm, I'm being responsible. I'm being yep. responsible for myself by seeing a few close friends and social, small social circle, but not going out in huge crowds indoors or something like that. I'm not doing mm -hmm. that for myself, but also for the benefit of other, for other people. And it's, I just think it's a, when people, and then that's just kind of the feeling I get when, when we talk about this, people are like, oh, you two are just, afraid it's like i'm not yeah. i'm not afraid i'm just being responsible to to prevent people from getting sick and dying i'm sorry like is that is that not reasonable like i just i can't i can't connect with with it and it's listen, listen i will admit proudly i don't know if that's the right word uh forthrightly that i am afraid but i think healthy fear about things that are that are worth being having some healthy fear over is fine you know there are things we do need to be afraid of i don't know what's what's so wrong or weak i know it's, it's just people cannot admit that they're afraid of things it makes them feel and weak and it's and out of their control a good point. i think i say i'm not that afraid just because i think i like i pointed out earlier i i don't think i tend to worry quite to the extent that you do about certain things i know so world, I think that's all the it. things going on in the world right right now and always I I always I pay attention to the news more because I don't know why I mean but you you're starting more now it's I just do. that yeah things don't affect I think you in people this are also just different right I'm just not yeah I yeah I just don't worry and again I think I'm I think a lot of people are like that and I, it's crazy for me to say that I've had all these health issues but I think too it's the fact that sure we we have had we do know someone who has had COVID or a couple people in our not mm -hmm. immediate immediate family but pretty like, well more oh. or less like our dad's extended family yeah, yeah so our dad's brother but yeah it's it's one of those things that i still think even for me if it happened to me or someone in my immediate family i would be more afraid and i think that's mm -hmm. just natural for a lot of people if it doesn't happen directly and you haven't seen it firsthand it is hard and then it <sighs> again we 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 do need to wrap up here in the next few minutes so we might want to move on but how much time do we got left it's just the whole um the whole thing about the confusion and and I do mm -hmm. I do see it from a the psychological perspective that I don't in a lot of in some ways don't blame people who are confused because our health system too like it stems back I think to some sort of trust issues for with mm -hmm. people that they can't trust the medical system and I just think that's so sad but I also think that sure mm -hmm. it's not perfect and there unfortunately are so, a few some doctors out there that aren't the best and that just ruins it for for everyone else but but a lot of people think they have a strong immune system they're healthy they can you know take some vitamin d and eat well and walk you know walk and they're fine but i'm saying if you know anything about viruses 
like we have the Delta variant, you know they can they can evolve. And right now, children are not specifically directly infected. But what if another variant? Okay, this is people saying you're afraid or you're living your life in fear. No, this is just me knowing that viruses can evolve. And what if next of evol- evolution it does targets children? I don't want to get to the point where my my nieces and nephews are under threat. I don't want to get there. How about if, if everyone like to got vaccinated it. to begin with, then uh, maybe this wouldn't be spreading exactly. so bad. We wouldn't have these variants. But anyway, we are down to the last couple minutes here. So um, I think we can go a minute over or, or two because uh, <laughs> thanks to the great station manager, he's able to program that in the system. But so we should maybe talk for a few more minutes. But um, well, this ties into the election because people are not only suspicious of the healthcare system, there's in doctors and drug companies, they are suspicious of politicians. And um, yeah, I agree too. I am too. There should, of course, yeah. Politicians. There should not be election right now. It's just yeah, politics in general is tricky because yeah, like we always talk about, there's so many promises made and a lot of stuff doesn't end up happening, and it, mm-hmm. it's a tricky thing. But we, what are we gonna do? It's again, they've called this election, and I feel res- irresponsible if I didn't vote, so I'm gonna vote. Yep. And as a Canadian, I'm not going to say on air who I'm voting for. I haven't even totally decided. I will say I have, I'm a generally more progressive person, more com- progressive than conservative. But some of my values are a little more conservative. I don't want to talk about parties. I, like I said, I haven't even decided who I'm voting for yet. But yeah, we have to take part in this now that it's happening. And um, that gets tricky. And we would like to talk about it more, but I also feel like you and I don't always know yeah. what to say. We need to read a bit more about the platforms and, and we'll talk on a mm-hmm. on a future show here coming up before the election about the accessibility and all these issues that surround voting still for us and yep um but uh yeah, yeah i don't know Can it, our last election in canada was 2019 so it's only been two years and uh we were hoping to avoid it if we could but here it is here we go we don't have a choice so all right i don't know is there anything positive to quick end this off or <laughs> we're, we're doing all right all things considered we're lucky oh, yeah. and I do feel privileged that I have an apartment here and I, mm-hmm. you know. I don't know how long we can go here. I just wanted to quick throw in a few last mentions of yeah, things I'll that go, are happening currently. Yeah, quick, yeah. quick mention so, of a couple things. First, yeah. So first of all, the, uh, the Olympics just finished. It just wrapped up was a week ago or two weeks ago. So, you, uh, so always following the Olympics is the Paralympics. And I always feel like, you know, they sort of get nobody's as interested in the Paralympics as the, they are the Olympics. And it's all this stuff about inspiration porn. Like we talk about on the show, you know, athletes are not, if they're disabled, they're not superhuman athletes in general are superhuman compared to me. I can't do a lot of the stuff they do. It takes intensive training and years and years of hard work, but people with disabilities are just as capable of doing that. They just need adaptations. So that's starting on Tuesday. If you're listening to this live on radio Western, yeah, so that'll be uh, it the, will be tomorrow. Yeah. So that'll be the 24th of August right. that the Paralympics start. And neither you and mm-hmm. I, or I are super focused nah. on Olympics and this kind of stuff, but we will, we will report on it a little bit if, on a future show if we, let me know a little bit more. So, so they're putting out this campaign along, along with it called We The 15, hashtag We The 15. Check it out. We're going to put a link to their YouTube video they put together in the comment and in the podcast notes. Uh, it's basically saying, I think 15% of us, in, in the world have dis- have some sort of disability and it it's a video showcasing that 
we're athletes, we're radio DJs, we're musicians, we're whatever we are. We're everything you can think of. We have love lives. It's just, it, it's trying to normalize it. So I really suggest you check out that video and support that cause. All right. So Lots of links. That, that was the main one. Lots also, of links in I the do, notes this time. Exactly. Exactly. Oh, for sure. I do want to give a shout out, Outlook. Um, Something else going on in the news right now, we're all aware, is the fall of Afghanistan to the Taliban. Last time this happened, I was barely, I wasn't even 20 yet. 9-11 hit. I started paying attention to world news around that time and started caring more. Uh, and so I'm still sort of learning about all this, but I want anyone listening, I'm sure that people in Afghanistan are not listening to our show right now, but just to let people know that Outlook is in solidarity with any woman anywhere feeling oppressed. Um, that's not to say everybody's feeling that way. I don't want to speak for anybody over there. I don't, I don't live in that part of the world. I don't know anything about it. All I get is what I hear in the media, but I, I try to check my sources and, and, and just sort of look different places to, to follow what's happening. But I just, I, I feel for anyone who's afraid right now and any woman who might lose the freedoms that she's gained over the last 20 years. Yeah. No, I... This show, this show is not, you know, women are blind. There are people in, in Afghanistan, women in Afghanistan with disabilities. And I, I don't know what their lives are like, or, or, you know, different cultures like often hide their people with disabilities away. You don't hear much from people and it's, but you know that they're, they're there. And, uh, I really, I feel a connection in that way. And so we, you know, we care about Canadian indigenous people who have disabilities we care about everybody in, at this show and uh, i want to sh share our solidarity with anybody who's feeling afraid or vulnerable out there i think that's Thanks it so much for saying that care that's very important and it's important that we bring that up and mention that here on outlook because it is a unimaginable situation here for me living in this privileged canada yeah. here when was so. the last time when was the last time we had war on our soil yeah people sometimes <laughs> Take things for granted and getting a vaccine yeah. isn't really too much to ask, but uh, yes. Uh -huh. All right. I think we're going to wrap it up. That's a lot to digest for today's outlook. Mm -hmm. Thanks as always for listening. We'll be back next week talking about a book, which I don't even yes, know if you said the, the title. <laughs> Their Plant Eyes by M. Leona Godin. I have been plugging this book for a long time because I feel like it's the book on blindness we've all been waiting for. And everybody needs to read it, not just blind people. Please, please, if you like to read it all, please look it up. And listen next week to find out more. Send us an email. Outlook on Radio Western at gmail.com. Find us on Twitter at OutlookCFB. And on Facebook facebook.com slash outlook on radio western